everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren, and today I have a super special guest with me. I've got my friend Charles here. Hi. Yes, we are so excited. I'm really stoked to finally do an episode because we've been friends for so long and we talk about movies and TV shows all the time. <laughs> so this is great that we get to do an episode. I'm really excited. Are you stoked? Yeah, I, yeah, I am too. Nice. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Fear, the 1996 film starring Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg, uh, directed by James Foley. (laughs) So, yeah, what are, okay, I don't know if people know the film. It's basically like, apparently it's been described as a fatal attraction for teens. (laughs) And, um, yeah. Would you consider this a horror movie? I don't think it's horror. I think it's definitely thriller yeah, okay. and suspense because okay. it's not very gory. The most yeah. gory part is with the dog. Yeah. I feel oh. like it's the most gory. I know. The that's most gory cool. bit. I know. But that's, yeah, I don't think it's horror. I think it's definitely like a high ratcheted thriller. Yeah. Like almost yeah. like an erotic thriller though. Yeah. You it, know what um, I mean? It sort of reminds me of like a fatal attraction type storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Wait, so what are your first thoughts on it? Like, when did you first see this movie? So, so? I remember... So, okay, so this movie was released on April 12th, 1996. Wow. And we were so, babes. I know. So, I guess we would have both been about, like, 12 going on 13. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I definitely didn't see this when it came out. Um, and so, um, so, I did not see this movie in the theater. Um, however, I became interested in it. Because uh, I guess like a few years ago, Bravo did this really like cool countdown of like the tops of like the top 100 scariest m- moments in like horror, and oh. um, so it, it was it was called the uh, it was called the uh, uh, um, yes um, it was sort of like an MTV kind of you know like countdown. yeah like those 90 they used to do it for like the music videos yeah they yeah. For movies. yeah um. And so I, um, so I sort of became interested in seeing this movie. And so I can't remember when I first saw it, but I'm pretty sure I probably rented the disc on Netflix back when, like, getting DVDs on Netflix was a thing. So, <laughs> Which you can still do, I think. I think I mean, there's I, still a – isn't there still a mail-away system? I'm, I don't know. I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think there is. Like, <laughs> if you really want to get films that they just will not stream, I think yeah. they still do have a lot of – I mean, I'm sure they still have some DVDs. They have to. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. Shout yeah. out uh, if you've uh, if you're still on the DVD mail plan on Netflix, uh, drop drop me a line on Twitter because <laughs> I'm really curious to know like what are you renting if you're on the the disc plan? <laughs> I want to know what's in your queue. Like what's coming up? Remember when you used to reorder? Mm-hmm. You like you get it in the mail and you're like, oh shit, I have a day to reorder it, otherwise the next one's just gonna come. God, reordering your Netflix queue was like such a big deal and it just became so stressful sometimes. It really did. <laughs> it was like the MySpace top eight. <laughs> we were like, oh, what do I want to watch next? Do I want to watch disc one of Dawson's Creek season three or do I want to skip to disc three because that's where shit gets real? Yeah, <laughs> like, and you know, and then I'd be like, well, okay, so I might start with like this movie, but then you know, I feel like you know. Um, I don't know, because, like, I tend to go through, like, phases. So, like, there was a phase a while back when I was really into, like, fucked up m- movies. Um, 
about nuns. And so I, um, so many. I know. Right. And so, um, I like had a list of like 10 in a row and I was like, maybe I should break this up a bit. So, you know, <laughs> and so in between of, you know, Agnes of God and, you know, and, 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 and you know, black and black narcissists, I'd be like, I'm going to watch the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> That's so funny. And they're always like heist too. Yeah. There's like yeah. nuns like pulling heist and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so interesting. So then, yeah. So you rented it after it was, you're just mentioning it was on Bravo recently, but you'd already seen it though. Yeah. When they talked yeah. about it on Bravo. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I remember seeing this movie when I was like 16 or 17 and it was on TV, like on Fox. Like, you know how they would play movies on, like, Monday night? Yeah, Like, they would just have it on from, like, 8 to 10, and it was definitely edited. Mm -hmm. Like, it it wasn't, like, you know, they didn't swear, and they didn't have, like, some scenes in it. But, like, you got the gist of it, and I saw it, and and obviously Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon were already, like, pretty massive stars at that point. But I was like, oh, cool, this looks cool. This was, like, one of those, like, movies they did not too long ago. And I was like, whoa, this movie's cool. I mean, I was young. I guess I didn't take it obviously that seriously i was just like oh this is really cool whatever um and yeah and then i have it on dvd so i mean i do enjoy it it's one of my favorite 90s films yeah but um but yeah i mean i didn't have it on tape though so it's not like i've had it for like a long time but yeah so i saw it like well after it was out and it was on tv and then i rented it obviously and saw like the full like non-edited version of it but it's really weird i'm just trying to think i have some notes about mark Wahlberg at this time had only been in this film called renaissance man and basketball diaries which eventually um I'm going to cover on the podcast sometime because it's another one of my favorite films. So, but those two films were in the can already. So he hadn't been in anything leading yet. And apparently what happened, like we touched on that, this just before we were recording was that Leo was up for this film, I believe, and he didn't do it. And he was like, Hey, you should use Mark Wahlberg. And then that kind of like, I mean, I have more notes on that, but yes, essentially I, he hadn't been any in anything. Yes, I heard the same thing. Um, and um, I believe that um, Reese Witherspoon's career was, like, relatively new. Like, mm-hmm. has she done anything, like, big by this point? Did she do Highway yet? When was um, Highway? Was that, like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, f- Freeway. Um, oh, Freeway. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Highway's that one with Jared Leto and Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to say that was 93, but I could be wrong. 96, same oh, okay, year. Okay, okay. That's another great one, though, we should totally review. I love that movie. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really good. That's, and like Brittany Murphy, like it's a, yeah. okay, that's, that's on the list. We'll it, review, it, it, that movie is so batshit insane. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, and it's weird because Reese Witherspoon, when she first started out, because I just, uh, I just reviewed, uh, the Doom Generation and Nowhere with Jai and what, it was so weird because those both have, uh, well, Rose McGowan's like a cameo in the, in Nowhere, but she's in Doom Generation. And it seems like Reese Witherspoon's early careers and early films are very much like Rose McGowan, like badass girl, like kind of psycho but like very like 90s sweet girl at first yeah but like kind of weird and then also like innocent a bit more innocent than than rose mcgowan though but yeah but still, she had that kind of like half bad girl half not because like she met right because i guess after this movie she ended up doing like pleasantville and then yeah like mm-hmm. she has a really that. interesting career oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah, she's really gone. I mean, her early stuff is really good. It's it's like kind of underrated. 
how good her her early stuff is and yeah so Wahlberg was essentially kind of unknown and the other two films hadn't been out yet so fear was like his first thing that was going to be leading and you know no one they didn't really they kind of took a chance on him because they didn't know how well it was going to be perceived because people knew him as Marky Mark so they were kind of like taking a chance not like Basketball Diaries had come out and and he got great reviews which he was great in Basketball Diaries so I have to confess, for a really long time, I didn't know that Marky Mark and Mark Wahlberg were the same person. No way! Where did you find out? Like, embarrassingly recently. Like, like you know, after Boogie Nights? Like, like, even during Boogie Nights, you didn't know that was the same guy? Like, I'm pretty sure I was, like, in my 30s. <laughs> oh my god, wow. I had no idea. Yes, um, they are the same person. <laughs> so, so, um, so, I think what confused me is that they're... During the nineties, there um there is this movie called Cool Runnings about the mm-hmm. Jamaican bobsled team. And there was an actor in that movie named Dougie Doug. And for some reason I thought Marky Mark and Dougie Doug were like Related? Of, yeah, like I, I thought that Dougie Doug was like Marky I don't I don't know. But, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, totally not. They're totally different people. That's so funny. Wow. I didn't even know that you knew, that you like thought that. I mean, well, yeah, he was. And there's also a really hilarious clip of Eminem at TRL in like the '90s. It might be like '99 or something because Eminem was like acting like a little shit, and he was there. I think it was Carson Daly, and Mark Wahlberg was there, and he was sitting on the other side of Carson Daly, and Eminem was just like, "Wow, we're all just like one big funky bunch," and he like said it in this like really kind of like sarcastic way and Mark Wahlberg like they just panned to him and the camera and he's looking at him like he just wants to fucking jump him because he just seemed like so mad that he like kind of brought it up and like like because he was a rapper quote-unquote but like Eminem was like a real artist and he was kind of like oh yeah like we're all like a big one big funky bunch and then Carson's like uh you know, we're in a commercial <laughs> something like really weird or something I think I remember like I think that. when it comes to Mark Wahlberg we have to talk about the elephant in the room and that is that he is only five foot eight. <gasps> is he really? I think he's shorter than that. Well, that, that's <laughs> what. Well, that's what his height says on like his IMDb page. But I talked to my mom about it, and she's always said that men under five foot ten always add two inches to to their height. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, how tall is your mom though? She's like, um, she's five eleven, but she's yeah, she's like really shrunk cool. with, with with within the last like few few years. So yeah, like, age. Yeah. yeah, I think you actually shrink like two inches. I'm in real trouble. You'll be fine. That's so funny that she said that. (laughs) Wow. No, but I mean, he definitely, the one thing about him is that like his stature aside, I get that really makes him like this really intense actor. So much the fact that you don't realize it because I feel like you could tell, I mean, if, you know, if it's a really obvious thing, but like his characters are always so strong. Yes. That it doesn't matter. Like, and even if he, like, even in Boogie Nights when he's playing against Burt Reynolds, who was like relatively tall, like he just still, I mean, it works really well for him. It's never like been a hindrance for him, you know, and doesn't even like his roles aren't even, you know, like customized his height. You know, he still does like pretty much fucking anything. And he's so crazy ripped and cut. Yeah. Like yeah. he lifted Nicole's dad like several times and he's yeah. a lot bigger and taller than him. And I was like, that's actually Mark Wahlberg. Like that's not a stunt person. Like yeah. putting him over his back and like lifting him and like throwing him against the house, like in the end. Yeah. I was like, damn, he's literally like picking him up and throwing him. Like yeah. he really is. I was like, I, I have to say, I was kind of hoping that like maybe he like would win that fight. 
Like I, I, I just, I really don't. Ooh, like David, David, yeah, I, I, I just really did not like Steve. <laughs> no, I didn't either. That dad was a dick. Oh, All right, we'll, and, we'll get in. We'll get okay. into that. We're gonna okay. go. We're gonna go really. We're, we're gonna get off track here. We gotta like stick to the story because <laughs> otherwise everyone's gonna be like, "What? What are you talking about?" So the only thing I, the only other note I have for first notes was that. I was like, this film would be so problematic these days. Like this, the abuse and red flags are just like uh, sprinkled throughout the entire film. Yeah. But I feel like now it's, it's shown in just a different way. It's shown in a more like, I don't know. It's shown in a way more like hypersensitive way. Like Mm -hmm. if this film was to come out now, it depends on the the story, but I feel like this one made it so realistic, but then, then in the beginning it was realistic, but then it just got like amplified and obviously turned to like a lot of violence, like even just property damage before they even started to like do anything physically with each other. Like it just, it would just kind of open this whole can of worms. So uh, I was like, yeah, obviously these days it's shot a lot differently, but it's interesting to see the same kind of theme in this film. Yeah. And I, feel that like people are a lot more educated about like you know like true. kind of like red flag de- de- behaviors so yeah, like it's true um, you know I, I i i guess like i don't know I, I guess like this like sort of this like behavioral progression would probably get like stopped a lot more quickly at some yeah, point yeah that's know? true yeah um, and it's weird too because in this situation well, yeah. Also, like, there's a there are a lot of like weird things with the story too. Like, especially with uh, Nicole and Margot's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't seem like like this friend is e- like looking out for her at all. No, like from I, the beginning. No, no. Um, I agree. I um, strange. Yeah, it's um. You know, I always forget that a Lisa Milano is in this movie. Yeah, like, I know. Um, like um, because it's just like it's like the. Mark and Reese, and then like those other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the like C level Jared Leto, who was their friend for like uh, like a like a hot minute at school. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I call him Captain Friendzone. Oh wow, he is Captain Friendzone. Wow, that's a good one. Okay, I'm gonna go into behind the scenes so we can get into this plot because this plot's okay. so fucking crap, man. Okay. Um. This movie was made for six and a half million dollars in '96, which is pretty pretty big, but it's pretty good. It made twenty point eight million, Ooh. so that's good. It was kind of like a sleeper hit. They didn't really think it was going to be as big as it was. And uh, James Foley, I believe, also recently directed Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, really? If I can, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, yes, he did the last two Fifty Shades. Oh, okay. Um, so um, that's pretty interesting. And he says uh, in the quote that I have on my DVD menu, <laughs> he said that fear is a film about extremes. So he wanted to really play up like the extreme obsession, extreme passion, extreme fear, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it said that Mark Wahlberg said about playing David that he welcomed the challenge that he was like, it's really interesting how he can be so cool and smooth one minute and then just so wild the next. Mm. And it's like, at at first it was this love and obsession, but then it kind of switches into, he's trying to destroy everything in its path. That's getting to what he wants. Right. And it doesn't even just become obsession anymore. It's more of like the destruction around it, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. That sounds 
Yeah, good. that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> it was filmed for 11 weeks in the Pacific Northwest. They found a house on the house sound that was surrounded by water on three sides, exactly like it mentioned in the script. So that when they had that fight and the security guard, like it was easily like isolated, but not completely isolated. Right. And uh, we already talked about Leo. And then the one interesting thing for the show or for the film is that Mark Wahlberg originally was reading for one of the gang members, like oh. one of the guys in this gang because oh. Foley met him and was like, Oh, you're really great. But like, I don't think you're going to be right for the, I can't give you the lead probably because they wanted somebody well-known. And he was like, but you can read for this gang. And he was like, okay. But Ooh. then he's like, I had to read David in part, like while I was reading for the gang and they heard me read for David and they were like, Oh shit he's got to do it. And they said, you know, the director was like, I want him in it. If he's not in it, then I'm not doing it. So yeah. So he got, so he got there. And also the really famous line where he's through the people and he's like, let me in the fucking house. That was on the gag reel. And what happened was they showed the gag reel to some people and they responded to it. And then when the producer saw the film that wasn't in it and he was like, Hey, where's that people scene where he's screaming? And they're like, Oh, that was just Mark messing around. And he was like, no, that has to be in the film. Like, that is totally going to be in the film. And that's, like, how one of those, that famous scene got in there. Like, it wasn't supposed to be in there. So that's really fucking cool. Because that is literally one of, like, my favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you have any? That's all I have for, like, behind the scenes. There isn't too much. It wasn't, like, you know, a crazy blockbuster. So Um, there wasn't a ton. I don't really have anything. You mentioned... Leo, um, I um, just I, Leo. I, I do I do love that that Mark Wahlberg and Leo are like such good friends. Like, it's, are they it's, still? I thought. Probably oh, are. did they have falling out or something? Oh no, no, they didn't. No, I just wondered. Now, oh, I guess The Departed, right? Oh that, yeah, yeah. Like, have they done anything else together? But The Departed, Basketball Diaries. Have they done anything after that? Um, no, right? Just the Departed. I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know The Departed, though. Which is pretty cool that they're, like, in yeah. scenes together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, do you have anything else? I'm going to move on to my story uh, no. question. I, I, I have no. a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we start out, which is really interesting that you kind of start the film, weirdly enough, like, seeing the dad run. Like, it's yeah, like... It's, yeah, it's like that aerial shot of, like, the Pacific northwest and then kind of zooms in on steve like sprinting through the forest i guess weird yeah that's super weird so the the first shot is like nicole in the shower right yeah then i was gonna say then it like kind of goes to like her in the shower and i was like this is weird like okay and then obviously (laughs) you like immediately meet her her family life i feel like is interjected really quick like, as soon as you start, it's, like, there's already tension with the stepmom. The dad, like, she's kind of just, like, you know, like, bitchy to him. And she has a stepbrother. And that's weird. That's <laughs> like, it's just it's that all super weird. That child was so annoying. I Where know, he was. <laughs> he, well, he did save them in the end, but... Yeah, uh, he was but annoying. it's just, I mean, do you really w- w- want to admit that your nine-year-old stepbrother saved your life? <laughs> like, that's true. I know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't because she's like oh, tell me <laughs> she's like you're so annoying I was like oh god this poor I, I feel like it would have been cooler if she had a teenage brother yeah who was yeah. like 13 or something who was like old yeah. enough to be like actually I don't know the, the whole family dynamic I feel like is really weird like the the mom is just like 
really kind of detached and like and kind of like almost like a big sister to Nicole, which I thought she was before I was like, oh, that's the wife. Yeah. Oh, that's her kid. <laughs> so I, I I know they explain this later, but did Nicole's mom pass away? That's what I never understood because she said that she only moved there a year ago to oh, David. She's like, I okay. only just moved up here a year ago. I didn't really know my dad before. So they she didn't explicitly say it. Because I, I mean, often wondered the same thing. Yeah. Um I mean it I do you do kind of get the sense this is like a relatively new family like i mean mm-hmm. I, um like i didn't really um i didn't really get the, the sense that like um that like uh, the dad and the stepmom had been married for that long no i don't think so um it's really weird and yeah. then yeah i just thought that was really strange about like the family life and then we we eventually go and we meet her friends we are outside of the high school and oh. everyone around oh what do you have something oh, yeah so um i just have to say um, when the, the scene, when like they're all in the kitchen and like Nicole walks in and the look uh-huh. that Steve gives her is just really weird. Yeah. Like, there are some weird looks throughout. I mean, he does have that weird moment with Alyssa Milano that, that yeah. David sees or Margot. We'll try to keep to character names here, but, um, okay. Margot, uh, yeah, there is a weird kind of like Lear vibe. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what's your daughter? Because she was wearing that really short dress. Yeah. And he, yeah. he made a comment about it. He was like, hey, uh, don't like, why are you wearing that? You look like it's something you had when you were 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a very strange comment. Like, I, um, like, it sort of remind me of like, of like, um, these conversations that I'll have with, with my mom when she's just like, all right, we're getting ready to go out. So you should go and get dressed. And I was like, I am dressed. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's totally, it is, it is kind of weird, but then it's even weirder when it's going from like a father and it seems like a dad. She doesn't it, really know that well. Yeah. It's not like a dad that she's grown up with. It seems like he was very much like she went in the summer cause he moved up there. I'm like, did they get divorced or did he just go like my job's up here and she didn't leave? And she was just back in LA because it's it's weird. She's like, my dad yeah. just moved up here, I, like he I, moved I, up to Vancouver. Or although I, I do, I, I do kind of like they don't like explicitly explain. Yeah, it's true. Everything. I guess it's not important. Yeah. <laughs> once, yeah. You, once you find out <laughs> that like this fucking hot felon is like on the loose <laughs> and like literally trying to like do everything in your his power to like get with your daughter. Um, so then we go to the high school and we see this like great pan of like all these high school kids in this amazing, like late nineties Pacific Northwest fashion, like all very muted plaids, what have you. But then Alyssa Milano comes out and she has like this really cool, like sweater halter. Yeah. And and then like a jean jacket. And then she's like, Oh, I had to let the teacher like stare at my tits before I'd let him like cut class. And I was like, what? is what is all this late 90s like obsession with like acceptability with dating teachers on the part of like women because i've seen this in several shows where it's not i mean yeah we know about pacey and in dawson's creek when he was like literally having a full-on relationship with her and only got busted because of one person like not because she knew it was wrong to be sleeping with a teenager yeah. But only because someone found out about it. And then and I was watching the show Popular the other day, the Ryan Murphy show, which is amazing. Someone oh, uploaded good. all of all, 
so good yeah and um that and that was it's all on youtube uh someone's uploaded all of them uh on youtube so like check that out if you care about it but it's really cool but this one in like the first two episodes one of the girls who's like 16 is like trying to set up a date with her like teacher counselor and it's like not weird i'm like uh that's like not right but it's always coming from like the girl's perspective I don't ever see what's happening on the guy's perspective. But anyway, so in this one, she's like, yeah, I had to let the the teacher like stare at my tits before he'd let me like leave. And then they're all like, oh, whatever. Like, why are we all cutting class? They cut class. They go to this cafe. And that's when they see uh, David and this guy, Logan, that Margot is really into. Who's gross. Yeah. He, um, that for scene when they first walk into that, club slash coffee shop slash restaurant i'm not sh- sh- sure what you call call it anyway um my like first thought was at least 20 percent of these people have applied for the real world at least once mm-hmm. you know because um <laughs> <laughs> you applied for the real world i applied for the real world it, yes, it is out there i sent in a really embarrassing audition audition tape to the real world paris i did not get casted (laughs) could you imagine if you got cast on the paris real world i would literally be like charles you have to figure out a way to get me in this fucking house like i want to be like the friend who's always over like i want a free trip to paris or at least be on the phone with me (laughs) so they can tape uh, our phone conversation so i can kind of say i was on the real world but totally because that's in 96 like what the fuck else i'd want everyone wanted to be on the real world yeah yeah that's the thing everyone between the ages of 18 and 24 Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's the old how old you had to be it had to be yeah (laughs) that's so cool but then logan's gross he looks like a lower rent version of like james hetfield from uh, metallica yeah um but like dirtier and even gross and i was like he looks 40 how is she like seriously thinking this is gonna be okay it um it um uh, i think she, it's a matter of taste and margo <laughs> margo does just margo just does not have it yeah <laughs> she definitely doesn't and then i wrote uh my note are first time we see david woof yeah it's like it's too much <laughs> it's it's really oh, too God. much He's like wearing that like skin tight like turtleneck, and, oh, and it's like tucked in. I know, and like it's tight and it's layered, and he has like those kind of like wide leg pants, like those like baggy '90s jeans, and just like there's really nothing interesting about what he's wearing at all. But there's just something about goddamn Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, like yeah. he just is a smooth operator, and and you can tell from this one look. And she's just like, you know, and like Nicole is just like standing with her friends and they're oral food. Me and, me and Nicole were doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around and then just like fixated, <laughs> totally fixated on him. And you're just like, huh? I'm like, all right, we can all agree that like, you know, problematic uh, storyline issues aside that we would all do exactly what Nicole did throughout this entire film, <laughs> throughout the first half of this entire film. I don't, I don't know about the second half, but although maybe, yeah, she killed him. So yeah. Or she didn't yeah. really the dad, but but like you know, it's it 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 makes sense. And she's like, what, sixteen? I'm sure she's probably dealt with like just some dumbass dudes in school, and you know, it or she's not even interested. It seems like Margot is just like ready for like someone who's not in the school really. Like she wants an older guy, clearly. And and then they decide to go to this rave, which is cool that like you see everyone looking at the same flyer. 
Yeah. And then they're all like, oh, I'm going to go. Oh, I, I'm gonna yeah. Go. No, I saw that. I was like, wow, this is this, this is like when you actually had to physically make flyers and pass yeah, yeah. them out. This is like this is me, like my '90s moments are literally all focused around technology. Yeah, like it's like the car phone and the Jeep flyers. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all like things that are all forms of some kind of like tech, and also like oh, and also the rave scene that they're about to go to uh, is very '90s because it's like it was like more secretive. You know, it wasn't like obviously on the internet like they are now or however the fuck they do it now. I don't even know. Um. Yeah, so they get to this rave. I mean, there is kind of an interaction at home. She's you kind of see more of like they were supposed to go to some concert, and the dad's work always seems to like be getting in the way. Yeah. So, they, so like he has to go. So Steve's supposed to be in, being Steve's like an architect, right? I think so. Okay. Right. Okay. I also wanted to know later on. This is this is more, I guess, of an issue. Like you find out about these elements of the house, but why do they have such a high security house? Yeah. Like, their whole house is like a panic room. Was it built with the purge in mind? Like... <laughs> yeah, it, no, it really does. And they have, like, it looks like they have their own security guard. Like, yeah. that one guy it just meant for them. I was like, is he, like, a government contractor? Like, is there something? I mean, I know we get that they're supposed to be rich, but this area is very remote. I wouldn't think that you would need an armed guard before yeah. your driveway because your dri- their driveway was so long. When you see it, it takes a long time to get to the house. So, like, why would anyone rob that house? It just seems uh, like excessive, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's not an, is- an issue, but I just wrote, they're 16, right? They look older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they look way older. And then they get to the rave and Margo's just like, Hey, you're just literally like a warm body that I came with because you don't exist now. There's that <laughs> dude who looks like 45 who I want to bang, I guess. And I love her outfit though. She has this like halter blue dress that's crazy short. Oh yeah. And, and like the boots that that Margot has and then she just goes with this guy and essentially leaves her. She leaves Nicole at this giant rave. Yeah. All um, alone. So Margot's kind of a shit friend. Yeah. Uh, um, at this point. <laughs> I am not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of Margot. I mean, she definitely has horrible shit happen to her, and it actually yeah. like comes like they all come together later. But at this point, it's like, oh, she's like that friend, you know? She's just like, yeah. whatever. I'm here for the dude. So then she's like chilling, and then this is the first like official interaction yeah. that we see between David and okay. Nicole. Okay, I it's a lot. It's like it's... get the get the fan. It's a lot. I um I was watching this last night and I had to take a break to like go out and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's literally like it's a lot. <laughs> it um oh god he Mark Wahlberg may be only five eight slash five six but um he um he just has so he's so char- charismatic that like I don't know you you just like get it. It's too um, much. It's and, too much. Yeah. Um, I honestly can't think of another actor that's like so that just has so much physical attraction and like testosterone just like bursting out of him. Yeah, I think he's got it more than like Brad Pitt. Like Brad um, Pitt is Brad Pitt is like very. I find him like extremely attractive as most most people do. He's like really pretty. Yeah, he. That's the thing. He's really pretty. Yeah, but Mark um, Wahlberg would like fucking kill someone for you, man. Like he, oh yeah, he's like like Tom Hardy. He's also another yeah, one, like, yeah, yeah, six feet. That's he, a person. 
yeah he's like like a man <laughs> like like yeah. I, I mean yeah. in, in that sense of the word i guess like the the more like traditional sense because obviously a man is like fucking anything but, but in the way that they portray themselves on screen anyway i don't know about their real life but the way that their acting abilities are they have that very much like male energy like extreme yeah. male energy so um oh so i wanted to ask um do you have an actor who you credit with like your sexual awakening? I literally just talked about this in interview with the vampire. Oh, okay. Because uh, in that episode, uh, me and Jai and Jules talk about it. But I think like within 30 seconds of that intro, I was like, hi, this is my sexual awakening film. <laughs> it is interview with the vampire because it was just like, there are just two, there are two men and I was extremely conflicted. <laughs> Yeah. So um, like I didn't I was just like I don't know how to respond to this. Oh god, Christian Slater, like this is just I am like I can't like uh, it's just too much. I mean, I love Interview with the Vampire. It's it's good. That's that's a great movie. For I, a film to not have an explicit sex scene, it's probably one of like the sexiest films ever. Oh yeah. Like in that film there's no explicit sex scene, which they could have easily done with vampires because yeah. that's what they do. And like it just somehow like that energy of that film is just yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, God, do you so have a, a film that I, credits so, your sexual? So I have two. One was, one was Keanu Reeves and Speed, just just because yeah. he spends the entire movie just like yelling and he's like sweating and a shaved cut, head and and he he, yeah, he has a shaved head and he's like covered in like oil and blood and he's just like you, you know screaming like you know go faster and like um <laughs> so it, it, it's it's just like it's just like really really hot and so i was 10 when that came out oh, um, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then okay. and then the second one that really did it for me was josh hartnett and the faculty oh fuck <laughs> Just Fucking, because... hey josh hartnett fuck have you seen penny dreadful uh i think i watched an, i i i think i think we watched an episode or two when we, we were at mike's one time dude you have to fucking watch that the fact that like in real life, Josh Hartnett got like arrested for having sex in like a public library in England. Just makes him wow. So, <laughs> like, whoa. A lot of people, a lot of people think like he's in that Ryan Gosling category, but like, oh no, Josh Hartnett is. I, a Hollywood H two O is when I think I first saw Josh Hartnett, and I yeah. was like, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's like great in that too. But in the faculty, is he's just like such a smarmy bastard, and mm -hmm. he's just like so cocky, and you know he like has those pens with like speed in it. And I'm, yeah. I, I was just like, oh, you are the man of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know if I have like an actual film, like and that actual film that I was just like, huh. <laughs> it definitely yeah. has to be. It definitely has to be like Interview with the Vampire, like because that I, I remember seeing, and I definitely remember being like, "Wow, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise." And then I think when I saw Tom Cruise even later, I was just like dramatically disappointed that he just wasn't Lestat. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, he's." I mean, I will talk about this for the end of time. I, Tom Cruise definitely should have gotten an Oscar nomination for Interview with the Vampire. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I agree. That, and also, nobody wanted him to do that film. And once they saw it, even Anne Rice was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no one else can be Lestat. I mean... I I also thought that Kristen Dunst was like brilliant. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely. I can't believe that that's actually her. But oh, wait, we're getting off topic. Yes, so now yes, we're, 
we were at the rave. They had this interaction. We we went like total full on. Uh, we went full on it and just kind of like, <laughs> like diverted here. But they do have an interaction, and it's very like super coy, super sly, very like. Ugh. God, that's a mm, lot. Yeah. Then um, a fight breaks out, and then he like grabs her hand, and then they just like are like running from like, some kind of like raids going on. There's like a, a fight that leads to a raid, and they're like on that roof. And I love how they're she's with David, and then you see Margot with her guy, and she's like Margot, and she's like I'll see you later. Was <laughs> with the guy who just like runs off. I'd be like, what the fuck? Who's this dude? Like she was kind of conflicted. Like Nicole was kind of like. Oh, what should I? Oh, okay. And then she goes and like goes with them, and then he like grabs her ass on the way down. Of course, she's wearing a skirt, like a mini skirt, and like a crop top, which is super cool. She's wearing tons of skirts throughout this entire film. Yes, it's like literally that's all she wears and dresses and stuff. And I think she wears pants like twice. And yeah, the whole time I'm just like, God, she's leaving with this guy. Although I would and have done this exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had a friend that's ditched me, and I've definitely left with someone that. I probably shouldn't have, but not in like a violent way or anything, but, yeah. but definitely weird. And then we get their first like kind of weird. Uh, oh, I also have a in here. Did he always have bad intentions or do you think he was ever good? David. Um, I sort of got the sense he was just like an inherently damaged person mm-hmm. and that um, he sort of, he sort of had like very like animalistic kind of like, um, drives and that he was at, in that moment he just felt attracted to her and mm-hmm. like was just like drawn to her and I don't, I started I started to really get the sense he thought very far ahead like you know like um because he saw her at the a bar yeah and then when he saw her and he, yeah he did kind of the way that he just like sidled up next to her at the rave yeah. was very much like like he had been looking at her for a while and he just decided that moment to be like hey I don't even think he said hey I think and she just like turned and saw him and I was like girl we're here <laughs> <laughs> we are here Nicole like that is exactly what I would do and she's like oh, hi <laughs> and he's just like well, why are you not dancing I was just, I was like, oh God, I was like, this is too much. I can't even take this anymore. Then when they're actually alone and she's like, he's like telling her all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, my parents are like still together. She's telling him like, you know, about her mom and her dad and like how her relationship's kind of weird. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, she's telling him like everything pretty quick, you know, like she's yeah. kind of opening up a lot, but I, it seems also that she doesn't really have a foundation in Seattle, like where they are. Yeah. Um, so I think like when she gets this opportunity to really like open up to someone, it feels like she does. Cause her stepmom is not, she doesn't get along with her. Her stepbrother's too young. Her dad barely really knows her. It seems yeah. like she just got, like sent up there uh, like a year ago, like kind of against her will, it seems like, or maybe her mom passed. It doesn't really say. Yeah. It pretty much. I was like, well, why wouldn't she just go back? Or maybe, like, the mom didn't get married and, and say, like, okay, you're out. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it um, It's pretty vague. Um, yeah, but, that's true. Um, I, but, yeah, I, then they have that conversation in the car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And then, of course, like, she, like, they start making out. And then she's like, no, I can't. Like, 
I, you know, like that's something that's like a flaw that, you know, and he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to wait for you. I was like, oh, he's going to wear you down, girl. You got like 30 minutes. <laughs> like, it's all over. And then she, like, they go back and then she's like, oh, wow, like, he's so great. She's in that first, like, lovey-dovey thing. And then they get into that whole, like, uh, montage of, like, oh. uh, teen romance with that Bush song, Come Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, and um, that that was a very 90s moment <laughs> super 90s the whole like just them making out everywhere and just the whole like the whole vibe mark Wahlberg has a really weird kissing style that i think is probably like throughout all this film it's like he's like swallowing your face <laughs> it's really weird i don't know like if that was a direction or what but i feel like it seems like it catches like the actresses off guard yeah you can totally tell like when they first goes in they're like whoa okay <laughs> okay and like really quickly have to recover but great job nonetheless I, um, um he um I, I said he um he um i i just wrote down he's he looks like i want to believe that he's a good kisser um he does not look like when those guys who like darts their tongue like in and out of, out of your mouth oh no no, no 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 or he's way smoother than that or it um you know he it, it looks like he doesn't like you know like just like you know like suck their lip into his mouth you know like no, it, yeah he's like, he knows what he's doing he i i i i i agree um. <laughs> <laughs> i agree then he asks to meet her then at, during this whole montage he's like hey i want to meet your family and I was like, ooh, I was want, like, he wants to meet the fam. No one wants to meet the other one's family. No one? You're 16! What 16-year-old boy? Or, well, he's not 16. He's, like, at best 20. He's over 18. I'm going to say he's either 19 yeah. or 20, because he's out of high school. Yeah. But he seems to randomly show up there all the time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and know exactly where she is. This, this high school has, like, no security at all. No security, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, walking I, around. I mean, I know this is, like, pre- columbine but like i mean i kind of get the sense that nowadays you can't just like walk into a school at random no no <laughs> definitely not but it seems like he walks in when all the other students are there and he blends in like he doesn't walk yeah. in when they're in the yeah. class every time you have seen him in the school he's like in the hallway when she's talking to gary when she has a fight with him there are like other kids around like milling around then he goes to the cafeteria and there's other kids milling around i don't know how he I mean, and this is pre-cell phone how the fuck does he know where she is all the time oh yeah, like how yeah, like when he goes, when he finds her at the mall a little bit later, I'm like, how the fuck did he know she was there? Like, how? Did yeah. she have a voicemail that said, hey, I'm not here. I'm at the mall with my stepmom. You know, go find me there. Like, no, it's really weird. Unless she, like, he didn't call around. Like, he didn't call, like, Margo to be like, hey, where's Nicole? Or maybe he did. I don't know. But it just seemed that was also, like, a really, like, that's a nitpicky thing. But yeah. he meets the family. So immediately you can cut the sexual tension with a knife with yes. that stepmom <laughs> and david i was like ooh, and and um, he totally knows it yeah and i just have to point out that like when nicole came home late her mom her stepmom called called, oh, called yeah. her slut yeah and um, i was like well <laughs> six of one half a dozen of the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like she literally later on like he was just like oh i'll help you plant the flowers and and she's like oh wow you're good yeah. for like a thousand and one uses Pot i was like kettle black <laughs> yeah i was like what and then i love when it cuts to like 
um david's like hey oh uh hey uh mr walker can i use your bathroom and he's like oh yeah it's in there and then before that like he hears the exchange of david and the stepmom and she's like i don't know i think like dirt under the hands is kind of sexy and he's like oh maybe i wouldn't wa- maybe i shouldn't watch it and he like and he and obviously nicole's dad like hears it and is like huh i was like oh you're lacking in that uh, that department apparently, which he brings up later. But then he goes he goes and like washes the bathroom or washes his hands in the bathroom, and then Margot like strolls in in this like crazy short skirt and literally like is flirting with the dad. Yeah, um, I'm like this is not your friend's father. This, this is uh, not the way you act towards your friend's dad. This this kind of reminds me of like American Beauty. Um, oh yeah, like just just like M- Mina Suvari's character yeah um but in this one she's actually kind of like little loose uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not, yeah. not in the <laughs> other way this girl actually would take it there you know yeah like, i don't think that that bothers her that much but yeah and then <laughs> this is what charles texted me when i was like hey i'm watching uh i'm watching fear like getting ready for the podcast later and <laughs> he just wrote nicole Give me a Coke. Because <laughs> that's like the literal first little like tip of a red flag that they're like trying to wave really small. And the dad like reacts to it and sees yeah. like how aggressive and like short the tone was. And then she comes in and gives him the Coke. And then, oh, well, not to uh, skirt over to the fact that like Margot is turned around with her butt facing the dad and like bends <laughs> over to tie her shoe and her like ass is coming out and he's staring at it. And David looks at the dad looking like, mm-hmm, I see it. Yeah. Like I see you looking at her like, okay. All right. It doesn't say anything. And just like this whole like look exchange. I was like, mm, well, something's up with this dad. This dad's a little weird. Um, yeah. He, um, he, kind of seems to take the holier than thou route throughout this movie but yeah he I mean, does it's like oh you're such a hypocrite yeah so. i was like no <laughs> come on and then uh and then he and then it's it's so crazy and then i was just like oh my god how weird and then he like flips the uh oh yeah so then nicole comes in she brings in the coke and the way he like kind of is like hey can you hurry up and get ready like we still have to go like let's go like hurry up and he's kind of and she's like okay yeah i'm, I'm going I'm, I'm like almost ready and he's like very like it's not as aggressive as the like get me a coat because that was like a yell. Yeah. But it's very much also I've noticed that throughout this entire film, David has like two levels. He's either like whisper quiet or he's screaming. Yeah. Like he has no yeah. in-between. Even when he talks to the dad and they have that inter- interaction like a little bit later, he's always it's always like a very like calm whisper, which makes it even more terrifying. Yeah. That he just seems like a total sociopath. Very much like Patrick Bateman in American mm. Psycho. Yeah. It's like this very low kind of like what he's really thinking and what he says. And it just has more meaning than if someone's screaming and yelling everything to you. Yeah. Um, which I wonder if that was a direction choice or if I wonder if that was what Mark Wahlberg did with the script. Like, I, I wonder if it was written that way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, so um, this is like to- totally r- random, but I like heard that for American Psycho, Christian Bale pace uh, Patrick Bateman off of like an interview with Tom Cruise what I, we're, me and jai are literally doing um american psycho next yeah, so, so um, i haven't researched into it no way yeah so but that's uh, early though it must have been an early interview yeah so um so like apparently I, f- I forget what talk show what late night talk show it was but like um apparently like christian bale saw tom cruise on this talk show and like he noticed that when tom cruise smiled his smile n- n- never like touched his eyes so it like seemed like very flat, very like kind of you know like wow. you know, 
and so he kind of used that as kind of like a, as like a foundation for like Patrick Bateman. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And this yeah. is why Christian Bale is like one of the most incredible character actors we have. Yeah. Because yeah, who the hell would notice that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. I do like Tom Cruise's movies, though. He, um, he is a, he's, I like Tom Cruise, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like his films. I'm I, don't, not, I don't. I'm not going to fight you on Tom Cruise this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like his movies. But, he's, um, he's a domestic terrorist, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Um, <laughs> reset! Reset! Let's talk about the roller coaster, right? Okay, cool. let's, let's talk about the fucking scene that everyone wants to talk about. Um, so after this weird leering thing that happens with the dad and Margot. They leave and go to this carnival that's happening. They do all the normal carnival shit. Then they get on a roller coaster. And, I mean, if you don't know anything about fear, I feel like you know the scene already. Yeah. Right? Like, even if you haven't seen the film. I mean, I I, I always thought roller coasters were pretty fun before I watched this movie. And um, I um, realized that they could get a lot more fun. They could get a lot more fun, although the logistics of this actually happening, <laughs> I feel like, is very much under... I mean, yes, this is definitely, like, an extremely crazy, sensual scene where he's, like, fucking fingering her on a roller coaster. Yeah. But there's... But his facial expressions, I could really do without. I, I don't... I really don't like his whatever face this is. <laughs> it's really strange. But then when they actually go on the down, like, the slope, I'm like, the velocity of your hand to look up there would not be that enjoyable. <laughs> I think it's like that... I don't think that that would be, like, a realistic thing. But, of course, they're doing this essentially to make you, like, feel all of this, especially within the constructs of wild horses done by the Sundays. <laughs> She's like, I wonder if this band is like, yes, we are the song from that fucking movie. Like, we're the cover. Isn't it like a Rolling Stones song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I'm like, yes, we are that band. Like, we're that fingering roller coaster scene band. Yeah. Like, that's what we are. Um, I know we didn't want to use those as our favorite scenes because it's kind of a trope at this point. But, um, but yeah, do you have anything to add uh, about it? Um, not really um it it certainly does create a mood mm-hmm. um you know um there's pre-roller coaster and post-roller coaster in, yeah in the yeah movie. it definitely <laughs> um, excels pretty fast um i um just um I, I just have um the question underlined three times um what is your favorite r- r- roller coaster oh wow this is just on general roller coaster riding in general yeah because like i remember in ninth grade we got we got taken to bush gardens and i forget the names of the roller coasters but like the ones there were really fun i know okay one that we went on was called the alpengeist yeah that was so dope because it was like an overhead suspension and it had corkscrews we also went on uh the big bad wolf which is one of like the really old coasters they have there but that one's scary spot the loch ness monster yeah uh drakenfire yeah yeah. that had like a the drakenfire was cool but the way that the head 
the way that the um what do you call it like the pads that are on the the sidebar of the car like oh. your head would would rotate and like vibrate in between them and like knock so you had to like keep one side of your head like fixed to one side but no one would tell you that <laughs> like so after you ride it like then i remember people being like oh you got to put your head to like one side and hold it because otherwise it's going to just like shake around in this car or however they do it <laughs> that one was really cool yeah. um and then i think we did like didn't we go to, wasn't there like the Outer Limits or was that in like King's Dominion? Oh, I don't remember where it was, but I know we went to, I know we went on the Outer Limits because I was the one that like, that's like, that's like in the dark, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't um, know where that one was, but yeah. I, yeah. What is yours? Those are probably mine. I mean, I, there are a few that I went to in Utah. Uh, okay. The last time I went to a amusement park was like 2012, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, when's the last time you went? So, um, I can't, um, it was probably, cause, um, cause we went in Bush Gardens and I feel like we went again, like in high school, like at West at some point. Yeah, I think we did. Um, and, um, I forget where we went, like, cause it wasn't Bush Gardens, but I forget. Six Flags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it gets closer. Six Flags. Yeah, but, like, Bush Gardens is dope, but it's fucking like two and a half hours. Yeah, my like my like favorite roller coasters are like the ones that are like kind of made of wood and fuck. There's, yeah. there's one of those, there's the rebel it's like the rebel yell or something yeah it's, yeah it's, that's it yeah it's like the the wooden one for some reason i have no idea why i know all these roller coasters names but um shockwave is another cool one where you stand up uh, i don't oh, know right. if that is still there but that one's your favorite the wooden ones um yeah yeah i i, I like I, okay so i so like the ones with like loops are like fun, but like I have to take my glasses off for those. Yeah, so I, I like, do too. I didn't wear contacts then. Um, so like you know you, so I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's the outer limit. Was like that too. I didn't have glasses on, but it was like really scary. But I didn't see all the weird like lights and shit. I mean, I, it was all like fuzzy, and I was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> I was like, wow, is this what it's like to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you just can't see anything. Everything's just like a giant blur. That's so funny. Um, yeah, so then, all right, so after the roller coaster, she is, I think she gets, like, she gets dropped, or she finds out that, like, her dad, we find out that her dad is, like, has to go to Vancouver, and the mom's gonna go, and I guess, who cares of where the brother is, he's not home, and, or maybe the brother is home, but who cares, she tells David the fucking passcode in her house to get in, because she's gonna finally bang him. Yeah. And we get that whole scene, which is very much, like, I feel like... As far as like first time experiences go, she, I feel like she, during that whole scene, she's like kind of trying to talk to him mm-hmm. and he just like kind of isn't like, cause at one point she's like David and he's just like, just like doing his thing. Like he's not really like acknowledging her at all. I think he just says, I love you, but like whatever. And like, I was like, it's just really, it feels very one-sided. Like, cause when you see it, like he goes into the room and then the next time you see him, he's like naked standing there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean not not there's not full frontal people. It's it's fucking ninety six. It's not X rated, but but I was just like, huh, this is weird. And then I was like, Oh, and then now there's post and as soon like right after that is when he sees like her hugging Gary outside the school and goes fucking ape shit and just starts beating Gary and then I think she's trying to get him off and then he like knocks her down and elbows her and then gives her a black eye. Yeah. And then he's like, come on, come on. And then you're like, whoa, this just got super real. Like what the fuck's going on now? Um, And 
yeah. I mean, th- that, yeah, th- that wasn't, um, I mean, it seemed like he, like, didn't, like, mean to hurt her, but, I mean, he still did. Yeah. Um, and um, it was just very, like, it was very, like, primal. Yeah. Like, he just literally, like, jumped in and just started hitting him. Like, no, he didn't even yell. He didn't go, like, hey, like, get off her. Like, nothing. It was, like, he just went in and started wailing on him. Yeah. Like, with no explanation at all. I was, like, holy shit. So then when she goes home and then Laura, the stepmom, sees this black eye, it's really strange, too, that throughout this entire like evolving and devolving abusive relationship. The mom is very passive. Yeah. And I feel like as a woman, I'm surprised that she's making excuses for David. And um, the dad is like, am I crazy? Like he's really unstable. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, she had to suspect something, right? Like, yeah, she has to. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying like a black eye seems like a very specific kind of injury. And like and she's like, oh, I got it in school. I'm like, uh, I mean, I mean, yes, that's a possibility. It's not, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I, I guess, I, I, I guess it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. It, I, I mean, I, 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 I guess like sort of abuse of like, you know, like abuse wasn't really like as well understood or known back then. That's so, true. Yeah, or maybe yeah. that would they just didn't want to touch that as part of the story because that's not what it's about. It's basically about like you know nicole and david and the dad i mean the dad's the one who becomes like the real uh you know like deciding like protagonist really he's the one who's gonna defeat him and like find out what's going on and obviously it's his daughter but still i would think as a step stepmother and as a woman in general like you would kind but that's just nowadays i feel like you're right because nowadays it would be very much like the woman i feel like the stepmom would be very much like now you know like if something's happening you know, that's, that's not right. If he does this, if he hits you, if he says this, if he even says anything that's really like fucked up, you know, like you cut, you can come to me and tell me cause that's not normal. Yeah. Like that's not what they should be doing. But I guess, yeah, in this time that wasn't something that I guess they would have written in a script and the script was also written by man too. Yeah. True. So I feel like if maybe it was written by woman, it would have come from that different place. Um, yeah. I just have like, and then David and Nicole make up and, the stepmom like invites him over to the house when they're swimming, you know? And the dad's like, what the fuck's he doing here? And she's like, well, you know, we're swimming and fucking look at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's like flirting with her, throwing her in the pool. Oh, that look that David gives Steve like at the pool is just Whoa. like so sinister. I know. And he's like, like kissing uh, Nicole. I was and, like, ooh. I, and I was like, what's going on? Does he, does he want Nicole? Does he want Laura, the stepmom? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, does he want... Does he wants it all. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think he totally wants it all. I'm like, oh, God. And then, and then after, I mean, a few things happen, and then she goes with David again, and Nicole goes with David again, and then she's, like, making out with him, and she's like, I have to go. My dad's really mad. Like, you know, I got to go home. I can't not go home. And then she doubles back and goes to David's house, and she is like just looking through the window the whole time and she sees first Margot sleeping with that dude logan smoking like crystal meth or crack or whatever the fuck he's smoking oh, i was like oh, so gross like, so gross like god also, no also that scene like like um that took like just after the roller coaster scene like when he and oh, yeah. are missing out he, like points to nicole i was like yeah god. and he's done that but he did it again when they were in the house yeah he was right. like 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 pushing his crotch around and like looking at her 
yeah. like in a weird way. I was like, oh, this guy's gross. Yeah. And then also, yeah. So during that whole during that whole exchange, she sees essentially David like fucking take Margot and like essentially force her to sleep with him that like rape and rape her i I mean mean, i'm assuming assuming that's what happens i mean that that was so disturbing um so disturbing that was in my worst scenes like all the worst scenes are having to do with like any type of violence it was just really disturbing um, like i mean i feel like up until this point i was still like kind of like on david's side but you know yeah because he was like this bad boy he yeah. wasn't like that dangerous yet. You were like, oh, okay, like there might be something kind of weird with him, but we don't really know what it is yet. Yeah. And then it ended up being like, oh fuck. But then now, which I always found really strange, even when I watched it, Nicole avoids. Obviously, she avoids both of them. Like she, David shows up to school, and Gary's there, and and he, David's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, get away from me, and he doesn't know why. Yeah. Because he doesn't know that she saw this, and then da- and then Gary's like, get away from her, like yeah. take your hand off her, whatever. Uh, and then he's again, like, what's going on? Uh, again, he just walks into school. Like- yeah, I was like, how the fuck did he get there? And remember at, earlier when they had another fight, he had a note in her locker. Yeah. I was like, right. that means that he was standing somewhere and he saw which locker was yours like that's just so oh god it's just so stalkery and so creepy and it's even more creepy when you don't have phones i know because that means he's showing up places like he is physically there there's not a way where he can stalk you by looking at like twitter or like your social media and see where you were that day and with friends it was like no he's really physically there like following you around yeah just so crazy and then i have why is nicole mad at margo she saw what happened is, is she mad that Margot didn't tell her right away and didn't call her and be like, oh my God, Nicole. Not that like, it seems I, Nicole believed her. I didn't, re- I, I don't, I think what Nicole saw, she didn't recognize that as like, as like sexual assault. I, th- I think she just saw her friend. Go like, getting taken by him. Yeah. And like her friend, not really fighting them off. Yeah. 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 So and I guess she probably couldn't hear what we heard. Right. Yeah, we heard that she was like, "No, I don't want to." And then he like was like, "Tell him like," and then he grabbed the back of her neck, and then she. Yeah. But I guess she probably couldn't hear that because she's standing like several feet away. She mm-hmm. just sees, it, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Because I always was like, "What the fuck?" But then when Margot is like, "He forced me," like he, I didn't like who told you like he forced me, and she still is like, Ugh. you know, like no, that's not true. But I'm like, I would, and then she's really upset. Like, she's visibly upset. I, it's not like she's kind of flipping about it. Mm-hmm. She was a little flipping at first because she was kind of like, what? What's the big deal? And then she was like, you know what it is. And he was like, she's like, no, I don't. And it's like, I'm sure she was ashamed or really scared because later on, fucking David, like, almost tries to run her off the road. That scene was so upsetting. Oh, yeah. When he um, pulls when he pulls off the road with her and like slaps her and then grabs her out of the car and like yeah. punches her up against I was like, oh my god, like this is this is a um, bit much. I um um that was a very intense scene and what I focused on was uh Margot's car because that car is so nineties. <laughs> oh I know, the rabbit? Yeah, 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 yeah. The rabbit. Like it's I was, so, I, was, I saw so that car and I was like, oh my God, I knew about like I knew like fifteen people who had that exact same car. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so crazy. And then I think that's like her mom's car. Yeah. Um, um and then yeah, and then so, he, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, so I was I was I was just gonna add that like 
Um, I wasn't really sympathetic to Mario as a character until like this scene. Yeah, same. Um, like, so yeah. Yeah, same. I was like, oh my god. So then after this, we have that like intense scene where I think they go back to the house and anyway, the dad has found out they've slept together. Yes. Right. So then this is, I mean, we'll go into like, this is, I mean, I can like kind of jump to it, but this is one of my favorite scenes is when David and Steve have that exchange. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my God. That was so great. That was Dude, so great. And he's just like, maybe, uh, you know, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I know that like you abandoned Nicole. I yeah. know that like, you're not keeping up your end of the bargain. Cause she wouldn't be all your, like your woman wouldn't be all over my stick. I was like, Oh, I was like, in fairness, though, we would all be on David's stick and not on Steve's at all. But like, uh, I mean, just I guess maybe the money was is the only thing that's like keeping her there. Because come on, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Why are you not, you know, why would you not be with fucking David? But I was like, oh, and then he just starts beating his chest. And then the whole thing erupts into like, you beat him. I was like, okay, this guy's a manipulator. He's (laughs) fucking crazy. But then to get to, I think that was like further behind but then to get to gary oh gary's poor gary poor gary the friend totally gets killed in this really super like animalistic primal way like an animal like it seemed like he's chasing him through the woods and then he just like snaps his neck i was like what the fuck i i crazy I do love that shot when like Gary's just like walking and, and then like David's head just like pops into the yeah. screen and he's yeah. like, Hey, yeah, he's like, hey, what's up Gary? And yeah. Like, oh no, he's going to die. Um, yeah. And um, I like love his speech that like he l- launches into. I don't rem- remember. How, it was how, about how walls. Yeah. 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 Walls, they kept building walls and I kept breaking through them. And then after when I turned 18, they just let me go. And now I punched through. Now there's like, fleshy walls that are in between like me and what I want. You're in between me and what I want. And I gotta break you down. And then he's like, oh, and he trips them. And then Gary like falls and he's like, oh come on, Gary. And then I and then he just starts running. And then like like fucking David is like a an Olympic athlete, like built like an Olympic athlete. He's like lifting people. He's like running like his cardio's up. And he just like catches up to him and just snaps his neck so fast. I was like, oh God. And then he's then this is another like one of my worst scenes too is when he stalks Nicole into that mall bathroom. Oh, that was scary. I, this is the point where I'm like, okay, David needs to go. Like yeah. he needs to go. So, something like crazy needs to happen because he's really out of control now, and he's like abusive, and he's just like like sexually assaulting her now at this yeah. point. Like this is just getting like to be too crazy. Then David, and then it it starts to get ramped up and you know, like this big climax is coming with this like big siege at this house. But then like David fucks up his car, his like fancy Mustang is like 60, whatever Mustang. And the note is like, now I pop both your cherries. I was like, Oh, oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. Yeah, I was like, oh, bitch, shots fired. <laughs> like, it's fucking on. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he goes to, like, that house and, like, just destroys everything. Yeah. And then he sees that fucking shrine that he has built up to Nicole. And I was like, oh, my God. Could you imagine being a father and seeing that? Yeah. That like, was- seeing your daughter, like, that, that, on this that, fucking that, that like, So scary just when he opens the box and... There's like you know that like bracelet that like said mm-hmm. that he's like David is modified to say like David's girl and like a uh, like a pair of Nicole's underwear and like um and for some reason there's like a 
Chucky doll on, on, on like the man. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and that picture where his head is replacing the dad's. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, so that like you were saying, does he want the stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he wants the stepmom. Maybe this whole thing is like a total misdirection. And he's actually just trying to get to the stepmom. That like, would that would have actually been kind of a cool cool twist oh. that would have been yeah that would have been a twist because he's over 18 yeah yeah like, i mean she could have been like i'm leaving you for david <laughs> he's a real man and then they just take off yeah <laughs> just left there. and then i have um yeah after this after the dad goes ballistic on their house you know that they're gonna come retaliate which then i'm not gonna give a play-by-play it turns into like a giant siege the only question i have is why do they seem to have a personal security guard and why do they have like a panic room house like it's weird that when they're starting to attack the house like the the stepmom is like no 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 you designed this house so no one would get in reinforced doors blah 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 windows i was like what the fuck are they uh, like getting zombies are they like uh, like are they ready for the zombie apocalypse is there another layer of the story are they like doomsday preppers like like why is this house like he built it from the ground up and it's like on this little tiny little like peninsula and there's like one house way far up that's the security. I was like, what does he do? Like, why is um, he want security and no guns? Yeah, you, know, right? you live in the woods and you don't have any like any kind of firearm. I feel like if I had all the security, I'm I'm assuming someone's coming in. I'd have something in there. And I live I mean, in a remote part, you know? You'd you'd have to have, you know, at least like a crossbow like <laughs> i mean something a stake <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know a, like really long spear you know a like pair of tongs a um, harpoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, like something or or like in buffy with like hey why do they call it a mace <laughs> <laughs> like you you could so you could fill rotten milk into like water balloons oh um, I mean, well yeah, it's probably not very pleasant to do, but you know, maybe the um, crackheads wouldn't want to be hit by one. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Um, so there's a huge siege at the end, and that's all the story notes that I have. Do you have any notes about the end? Um, I um, oh yeah. So I just have um, we have the unfortunate event where their adorable German shepherd gets gets mm. gets beheaded. And um, I and you know his like head is like kind of um like put through the dog door. But I have to say the like pros the prosthetic head they use is like really impressive. Yeah, it is. It definitely um, looks real. And um, I have a couple style notes. Um, I um, I uh, there's like there's a shot of like one of like the henchmen who's like we're wearing a a, a a wallet chain, and oh. um, and um, um, I was, I was like, oh god, I. I was like that was that takes me back. They, yeah. they were so stylish and so like not useful. <laughs> like, I know like, they were annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were super annoying. And then um, like when things start to get real, when they all kind of gather in like Nicole's room, and like um, and like uh, like uh, like like that guy who's like kind of been after Nicole like, like for this entire movie, kind of like comes after her, and like David shoots him in in the head. Oh, yeah, um, he just like point blank shoots him yeah oh shit and then like um and then so and then like there's a point when like david is like saying to 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 nicole i forget what the exact lines but it's like say goodbye to daddy or something and i genuinely 
thought he was about to shoot Steve in 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 the head. Like, I'm surprised he didn't. But she was like, "No, like he's the yeah. she's the only one he'll listen to." Yeah, she's like, "No, no, don't do it, don't do it." Um, and then um, uh, and and then I just got really excited because it showed a shot of the guardhouse, and I swear there was a television with a built-in v- VCR. Oh no way! And I, and I was like, yeah. oh. My God, those were were the best. The days, the yeah, yeah, days, man. Oh, yeah. And you could just like tape shit from TV. Oh my God, it was so great. Like and just watch it over and over it again. It was like having a mixtape of like television shows. Yes. Oh, good one. Good one. Like, it was super good. Um, That's all I have. I only have a few notes for like the theme is obviously set in Seattle in the '90s. Very muted palette. We're dealing with like aftermath of grunge here, um, and we're still kind of in that grunge era. Um, do you have any like? notes about the location um well i i just put that um even though this is seattle and it's kind of the post-grunge era there's still a lot of flannel but it it seems like it's a little more restrained like it is it's very subtle yeah yeah and it's not like thick material like david wears plaids and she reese witherspoon also or uh nicole she wears tons of plaid like plaid skirts but Mm. it's very like understated yeah and Margot, I think, wears like a flannel shirt over her jeans at one yeah. point, like over her um, outfit. So it's definitely flannelly. And um, I, uh, the scene where Nicole comes home late and Laura calls her a slut. Um, yeah. Um, so I, um, so was she? Um, so it, it kind of gave me a throwback to like when like baby tees like first yep. hit the market, and I was like, is are those real clothes? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the half shirt is definitely like a contempo casual. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, who had the same exact shirt on is uh, Ty in Clueless. Oh, yeah, when, that's right. When they're doing that that makeover with Cher mm-hmm. and, and Ty, and they're like trying all those different clothes on, I think D has a shirt like that, and then they put Ty in that too. And that was 95, so it's like around the same era. It yeah, definitely I, I rem- remember when those t-shirts hit, hit seventh grade. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally right <laughs> it's so crazy um and also the music throughout the whole thing is literally just like a 90s alt-rock radio special it's like oh, but yeah. well um days. yeah so i like um so w- one of my favorite things to do like before i went to went to sleep at night during this time period was that like i like love to turn on the radio and like um turn it to either like dc was it 99.1? Oh, that's HFS. Oh, uh, yeah. So I do either that or DC 101. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, put on music as, as I, I was, like, falling asleep. And, like, w- and like I have very vivid m- m- memories of lying in bed when, like, Machine Head would come on the, r- the radio. Like, and I was just like, oh... Gosh, this song is just a time warp. I love it. <laughs> I know, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. And they have like Bush in there, and they have like Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh and, yeah, like two songs by Bush, which I thought was really interesting. Um, mm. And they have like the rave music. Like it really encompassed a lot of the '90s music. Yeah. And then the fashion. I mean, I mean, I just can't. I love a lot of Nicole has the most changes. I didn't count, but she's got a lot of changes. I love what she wears to the rave that brown um, white stitch jacket. And then she has like the black half shirt and the plaid skirt. And then Margo that night has like that blue floral halter dress. That's super short. And you can like both see their underwear. Like yeah. they're just so short. 
Um, and then David, I have his looks are very Goodwill thrift shop, muted colors, very Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and like very lumberjacky. He like layers a lot. Yeah. And I love those. I love the pullovers that David has that are like they're like midriff shirts, but he has a shirt tucked underneath it. It's like yeah. an oversized, really boxy sweatshirt that mm-hmm. he like wears, I think, for the rest of the movie. Like after you see him in that plaid, you see him in like that boxy pullover for like the rest of the film. And then Nicole's always in skirts. She has that red jacket. She has that purple sweater that she wears with jeans that's like fuzzy. That's really cool. Um, and then she just has plaid skirts galore. And then I think at the end, she has that purple shirt and like a vest. Like a yeah. black vest and like red pants. It's the only other time you see her in pants. She has like two or maybe like two or three scenes with pants, but everything else is like short skirts or like dress with tights. Um, same Margot wears pants later. She wears those brown cords and like the plaid shirt and like the teal kind of shirt when David, it kind of matches her car. Yeah. It's her car is teal. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. What do you have for the fashion? Um, yeah. So I, um, so um, I uh, so I liked Nicole's outfit like in the very first scene when she comes into the kitchen. Oh yeah, um, like pretty- with 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 like the floral dress goes down to like just above her knees, and like those like kind of frilly socks. Yeah, and, like, those like little girl socks. And was she wearing boots or shoes? I can't. I, can't. I think she had uh, like Mary Janes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think she had like black Mary Jane's on. Um, and then I love the outfit when uh like uh her her and David that she's wearing when her and David go to the amusement park. Um, oh yeah. And um that striped skirt. Yeah. Um and um this isn't stu- this isn't so much fashion, but I just love her room. Like it, it just looks so yeah. like, it just lo- cool. looks so like fun and light and girly, you know. Yeah, like, that's cool. Um I don't know, it, it just looks like a really relaxing place. As opposed to, like, his prison cell room that he yes. has. <laughs> like, which, literally. Which is not too far from my room right now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very minimal. It's minimalistic. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and everyone else is just wearing, like, whatever. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's just those three have the coolest outfits. And then, like, the C-level Jared Leto. I mean, whatever. He has yeah. that weird Patagonia pullover, I think, which is, like, when he dies. I... Like um, I had one of those. <laughs> I um I I didn't think we were gonna be talking about the little boy Toby as a style icon, um. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't um, list him. He just wears plaid. Um, They're like put him in a plaid shirt. <laughs> but um, I did think it was kind of badass how he ran over that guy with. Yeah, car. that was pretty cool. <laughs> and used the car phone. That was one yeah, of my nineties yeah. moments. Was oh, oh my, my god, god car, car phone, phone in the, the jeep. Back. I know. I was like car phone in the jeep. Um, what were your favorite scenes? So I have three. I guess uh, the roller coaster scene and like the peephole scene are probably the two most famous. So I wanted to yeah. the ones, ones that were different. We both can agree that, yeah, those two are like. Um, so I love the uh, scene where like David and Steve or Steve, Steve kind of confronts David and like David basically like tears him down. And mm. um, like as he's doing it, I was like, yes, do it, yeah. do it. And, I know, I was like, yes, <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then um i just um i love the scene where gary gets 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 murdered um and um um i love how you just gloss over that i, I love the scene where gary gets murdered and uh um, yeah, and then when david starts furiously punching his chest like a sociopath yep. <laughs> yeah. and, um, my two and then the 
this scene is really, really small, but I, um, so there are problems, but I do like Nicole's relationship with the stepmom, like overall. Mm -hmm. Um, and like when, um, just there's, this is a really, really small scene. It's very quiet, but so like, um, this is after David has like, you know, beaten the shit out of Gary. And also can I just add that Gary recovered from that beating like really quickly? Yeah. (laughs) She had a black eye and he was literally, uh, Uh, he was like, fine. I was like, whatever. Um, but okay. So anyway, so like David like sends her flowers and then like, there's a scene where like, um, she takes the flowers out back and like throws them away. And then she comes back inside and like the stepmom is like at the kitchen and Nicole stops and you, you can literally see her mind going, maybe I should say say something. Like, what do, do I say? And you can just see her wheels turning. And it looks like she's about to say say something to Laura, like, I need help. Or, uh-huh. or do you have time to talk? And then she, like, pulls it back. And it's like, no, nah, it's cool. You know? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And I, I guess that, that sort of leads into the scene where, like, Nicole is crying and Laura goes to comfort her. And that's when the dad finds out that they've been sleeping together. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty intense. It is, yeah, overall, I feel like she definitely changes and evolves, like, later on. Yeah. The mom, like, it's not as, like, hostile as it was before. Yeah. And then she, like, turns to her. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. Uh, my two are, okay, one of mine is the same as yours, is the exchange between David and Steve when he starts punching his chest. I kind of love that. And then uh, I just love the rave at King and Occidental Mm. in the beginning. It's just like so 90s. I love all like seeing all the different people and all the outfits and everything that they're wearing. It's just so 90s. The music is so 90s. It's just so cool. Uh, Yeah, I just like that whole vibe. And I don't really have any other scenes. I mean, I can't really think of like anything else that I really liked. I really uh, actually do like when they first see David, like when they birth both see each other oh yeah i yeah. do like that scene i always forget about it because it's so early in the movie but i do like when it's like all three of them the three friends are at that bar and like mario's like you know like come on let's go and then when she sees him like that you're just like okay yeah <laughs> like, here's where we're going right, so what are your worst scenes um or least favorite well, um, the scene where mario gets sexually assaulted is hard to watch and um like yeah, all of mine are the sexual assault scenes yeah um like Margo and like the rape the weird like rape thing where she's looking at it and um, like the the scene where like um again that scene where like that guy and Margo are, are are like making out and like he like points to nicole to, yeah. like, really freaks me out for some reason yeah that is really really creepy um and then i have have the the uh dog's head Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, I have like David and Nicole in that mall bathroom. Oh right, right. Super terrifying, and then and then also like Margot and David like outside the car when he confronts her, and then he like pushes her up against the car, and it's just like, how does she know? Did you tell her? Who told yeah. her? And she's like, I don't know. And then he's like, you better fix it. And yeah. like he just looks really fucking scary, and I was like, oh god. Um, yeah, those are mine. And do you have any good quotes? I only have one because I there's only one that it makes me think of the whole film. <laughs> um, I'm what do you have? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, um, 
I um gosh, I, I don't I don't like I don't have the quote, but I just love the way David tears into like Steve. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just like it, it just it, 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 read, the library is open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like read. You want to talk about reading? <laughs> reading. What what's your barbecue canceled? Because <laughs> your grill is fucked <laughs> it's like everything just comes down to like a fucking like drag race meme or like or just anything it's just so funny my only quote for is it is nicole forever <laughs> Tattoo that is definitely going to be the fucking title of this episode uh because it's just like everyone knows nicole for forever <laughs> like in the prison style cutting yourself and then you know putting like big pen ink all over your chest and like and i was like this is an excuse to show us like his eight pack like this is I mean, nothing nothing more than that and i am not at all complaining so yeah thank, I mean, thank you. um i for that scene i i just have maybe i was doing my tattoo wrong this whole time <laughs> <laughs> i know right maybe like um, I, I don't know. Like, um, I've, I've like heard that like the Maori people in like New Zealand have this like tattoo technique that's supposed to be extremely painful, but like it's like supposed to be a very spiritual experience. Is that like the one that is? All, is it similar to the one that Angelina Jolie got in uh, yes. Cambodia? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah it's with that reed. Yeah, I think it's like a, like a bamboo reed. And yeah. I think it's like, yeah, like yeah, that's what I've heard that it's very painful. But I think it's supposed to be probably some form of like almost like a meditation or yeah. like outward, like when you're outside of your body, like the pain, mm-hmm. you know, just doesn't affect you as much as if you were like fully conscious of it. I'm assuming I would totally do that. Yeah. I don't know that I would get something that big, yeah. but I would totally experience something like that. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I have for my quotes. And then do you have any quotes or do you have uh, your nineties moments? Not really. Um, I feel like we've covered all of my nineties moments. Um, yeah, we have mine was just the whole rave scene is a super nineties, the flyer, the whole nine. Yeah. And then the car phone and the Jeep. <laughs> oh my God. How <laughs> great were car phones? Like they were so great. Like, I don't know. They um, were so, so shitty when they were out because my mom had a portable one and like the battery was like five pounds and it would be like in this case and she'd like bring it in the house. Oh, wow. Because like, she didn't have one that was like attached to the car. It was like a portable one that you just put in the the gas, the what is it, cigarette lighter? Yeah. And then you just like had it in the car so she could take it like somewhere else or like it was like a cell phone but it was like having a giant ass battery <laughs> attached to it. So I remember the case that it that it had and I remember her like bringing it in and out and it was like, whoa, there's a phone in the car. My, like, uh, my dad had one of the ones that were like installed in the car. And yeah, like that one in the yeah. movie? Um, yeah. And, um, and, uh, ever use it a lot i feel like people didn't use it that much like i think they were pretty expensive but like yeah um, like it would charge you a lot like he he just like uses it to call me say hey i'm in the car i'm like 10 10 10 minutes away you know you should probably i hope you're ready you know oh sweet (laughs) cool but yeah that's all we have for uh fear do you have any more notes uh no i don't think so um Oh, this was so fun. I'm really yeah, excited. I hope yeah, you made it, it all cool. the way through. Uh, if you did, like and subscribe. And, uh, you know, give us any shout-outs. Or I'm going to do a poll probably to see what else we should do next. But we're going to do another, like, problematic uh, film 
uh, we're, we're kind of keeping in this like problematic weirdo uh, erotic thriller. And the next one we're going to do is The Crush. Yay. So look out for that one. It'll be coming soon. And yeah, thanks for listening. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.